Welcome back to the Big Mike Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 7, with me, Michael Ndoy. This is Part 2 of the Stock Market Series. And in the last video, we talked about the conceptual idea of the stock market, how it works, how the process of stock trading actually works as well. We talked about what types of positions you can hold or be in in general, what type of orders you could fill. We also made sure that we don't buy or sell on margin and that we trade and invest based on the funds that we create or that we build up on our own. We also touched in on the last part of the, of the episode on options trading as well. And you ha- if you haven't watched that video already, and if you ha- are watching the series in general, then you're probably new to the stock market. So I highly recommend you watch part one before you watch this video. So then you can have a better understanding of what we're actually talking about. Because this is gonna this is gonna be a lot deeper than the previous episode, and I'm gonna use some terminology that you might not know yet. But if you already do know these things and you're just trying to listen, then you know, have fun doing that too. But this episode is, in my opinion, probably going to be the longest one yet that I've done by myself. But let's just get straight into it. So there are two types of stock analysis. There's technical analysis and then there's fundamental analysis. Now, in my opinion, I prefer technical analysis because it's a lot easier. It's a lot more fun to do. It involves more patterns and visuals rather than fundamental analysis revolving more around reading and research and actually understanding companies. But sometimes fundamental analysis is a bit more useful, although technical analysis is also extremely important. So when it comes to stock analysis and actually deciding what stock to put your money in, it is best to use both. Now, if you're just doing day trading, you might just use technical analysis. If you want to be a value investor or a long-term holder, then you might want to use fundamental analysis. But at the end of the day, use both and see whichever one works for you more. In my opinion, I'm kind of a mix between a value investor and a day trader. I kind of I still buy low, sell high for a long period of time, but not that long, maybe like a month, and then I basically trade over long periods, so I use both. But let's delve into the types of analyses. So first, we're going to go over technical analysis. Now, technical analysis is stock analysis involving mathematical strategies and patterns to predict future price movement. And because we live in such an advanced time, this type of analysis is very easy to use. However, there are many things to consider. Now, the very first thing to consider, and that I will mention, is the components of a chart when doing technical analysis. Now, by components of a chart, I mean like the very big basic things to see when you're looking at a price chart. And the first thing we're going to be talking about is support and resistance. Now, when you look at a price chart, look for when prices are sort of zigzagging across and not making any trends. Now, this is called a consolidation period. And during consolidation periods, a support and resistance bar will form. The maximum price the stock hits is the resistance, and the minimum price the stock hits is the support. Once again, zigzag, all the little top peaks are where you would form your resistance bar, and all the troughs are where you would draw the support bar. So it's just like a zigzag and then two bars in the middle. So 
a quick note when you look when you see a consolidation period on a price chart for a company that you are thinking of buying try to wait until the consolidation period ends and then the the, the price chart hit starts to form a trend because usually when a stock chart is in consolidation or when a stock is in consolidation it's very hard to predict the next move so it's best if you wait until you put your money in the stock wait for a trend to happen so then you know okay this trend is happening what else is going to happen next what kind of indicators and strategies can i use we're going to go over indicators in just a moment but yeah when a stock is in a consolidation period try not to put your money in it but when this consolidation period ends is when either the support or resistance is broken which brings us to trends so when the market is in a trend then either the support or resistance has been broken in other words higher highs lower lows so in a higher high that's an uptrend lower lows is a downtrend now for example, if company's A stock is in an uptrend, then the price will experience higher highs and higher lows. If in a downtrend, lower highs and lower lows. So to think about it visually, in case I wasn't clear enough, you have, let's say you start in January. So you have a point that's January 1st. So it starts to go up and then it stops going up. So once that peak hits, that's your resistance, and then it starts to go down, and then it stops at the down, and that's your support. So now you have a resistance and a support. Then the price goes up again, but this time it crosses through the resistance. So now that resistance before, hopefully it becomes your support. So then it goes up, has a peak, goes down to that previous resistance, which is now support. And that new support is higher than the previous support which gives us to the saying a higher high and a higher low and if it was a downtrend the opposite would occur the support would form a resistance and then it would keep going down and down and down now this is of course the most simple way we can think about a chart if it's just like little triangles but we all know they're all like kind of complicated and weird looking but if you were to draw a trend line in the direction of the price movement and if it was going upward then it's in an uptrend and one thing to consider about trend lines is that if the trend line is below the price chart then it's an uptrend if it's above the price chart then it's a downtrend so if you were to open up any kind of chart software and you were to type in an indicator of a trend line if it's underneath and going up it's an uptrend over and going down downtrend now, if you're going to buy long, a downtrend is not something you want to do. However, if you're selling short, that might be a good thing. But remember, we're not selling short yet. And in my case, not even a yet. I just don't do it because I don't see the, I don't feel the need to do so. The risk factor is just too high and I can make enough money just buying stocks and, and buying call options. So support and resistance bars will, of course, change based on the price pattern and speaking of patterns there this is the second thing to consider when talking about technical analysis are actually price patterns that you can see which are just little drawn things around based on the 
how the chart actually looks that people and traders draw in order to draw a, a conclusion to where the price will go in the future. Now, in my opinion, I don't really like patterns. I prefer to use indicators. But if you were to use patterns, if I were to use patterns, the ones that I typically use are the double bottom and the reverse head and shoulders. Now, these are both patterns that indicate a trend reversal, in this case, a downtrend to an uptrend, because remember, we're focusing on buying long. And when we buy long, we want uptrends. So the double bottom is when your price is in a downtrend. And then it ends up forming a W shape because it hits a bottom, it hits the, I would call it the maximum support, then it goes up again, and then it forms a resistance, it forms a peak, and then it goes back down at the maximum support, and then goes up again. But then this second up will end up breaking through that previous resistance, which now gives us an uptrend. So typically, this works. But once again, doesn't always work especially when we're talking about a company that's maybe losing money and losing profits and you see that double bottom doesn't mean it's going to go up after that double bottom. So we just have to make sure that there are other things that we take into consideration when it comes to price patterns, because price patterns aren't always the most reliable source of information that we can use when it comes to stock analysis. Now, the second one, reverse head and shoulders, is once again, trend reversal, you run a downtrend, and it forms a small trough goes up, forms a resistance, a larger trough goes up goes to that same resistance, and then another small trough and goes up to that very first resistance. So that very first come back up after that small trough, it just forms an entire resistance for the rest of the troughs. And then on that, on the third up, after the second small trough, it breaks through resistance, and then that brings us to an uptrend. So even if that didn't really make sense to you, in my opinion, it doesn't really matter, because you're probably not going to use it ever. Which brings us to the fun part, which are indicators. Now, here, indicators are strategy devices used to indicate, obviously, or predict future price movement. Now, there are many indicators you could use, but the ones I currently use are Bollinger Bands, Relative Strength Indexes, Moving Average Convergence Divergences, Moving Averages, and Exponential Moving Averages. Now, those all seem like really weird terms, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and go through each and every one of them, their purposes, how we could use them in a strategy. And it's gonna it's gonna take a bit, but I got time. So A, the moving average. The name speaks for itself, because moving average. But in market terms, it is the average price movement trends in the last X amount of time you set it to. Now by that I mean there are different periods that the moving average can be set to. It can range from like eight to one days to 200 days. And the shorter the time frame you you choose, the steeper the slopes. If you look at the 200 days, a lot slower in the way it moves. Now, if you were to pick eight, it would go right along with the chart. So I want you to do something real quick. 
maybe you can just take a second to just like get away from the podcast for a little bit and do what I'm about to ask you to do. So just look up TradingView on Google and it should be the first link. And you might have to create an account, but it's totally free, which is why I use it. And once you're in the chart, at the very top, there's an indicators tab. And then just search in moving average, click the first one, and then just play around with it a bit. You'll you'll get a moving average. And then there's a little thing saying MA or moving average. You go you like hover over it with your with your mouse. And then there'll be a little settings icon. You can click that and then you can change the period however you like. And you can see the difference in steepness and fluctuations there are when it comes to the length of the period you're choosing. Now, off that, off on that note, moving averages are used to identify whether the stock is bullish or bearish. I use 200-day moving averages because they are better at predicting future price movement. If the price distribution is above the moving average, then we are in uptrend. If it's below, a no, 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 sorry. If it's below the chart, it's an uptrend. If it's above, it's a downtrend. Just like with trend lines, it's the same thing. So one of my favorite strategies to use is the three moving averages and the triple exponential moving average, which is TIMA. Now, I didn't explain what the exponential moving average is, so I will now. An exponential moving average essentially tracks the price of an investment over time using power series. Now, if you've taken Calculus 2 like I have, you're probably feeling the same way I am, very disappointed at the fact that this monstrosity is actually used in the real world and that it's not going anywhere and we're going to always have to use them. And you're probably very traumatized by series, just like I am. However, the strategy is very simple, and we don't have to worry about any sort of power series calculations at all, because guess what? The software does it for us. So you have the TEMA, which is three times the exponential moving average, and three moving averages all plotted on the same chart. The periods to have on the moving averages are 13, 21, and 55. And I'll explain this later. And on the TEMA, you want it set to 9. So with this strategy, the 55, and by 55, I mean the 55-day period you have set, which is going to be the least fluctuating one, when it crosses through all three lines from underneath, like you have your 13 and 21 moving averages, and then your exponential moving average. So just three trend lines doing this. And let's say your 55 is here. And then if it were to cross all three of them and be underneath to this point, this is your 55, then you have entered an uptrend and that's a buy signal. If it's the opposite, if your three other trend lines are doing this, and then your 55 goes up here, then that is a downtrend, which is a sell signal, if you're buying long, of course. So this usually works without having to use any additional indicator because other indicators, you usually have to use a second or third one to really confirm what the indication is 
saying or whether or not it's correct. This one usually works on its own, which is why I like it a lot. If I'm just trying to see where the price will go in maybe the next few hours, I literally just turn on the three moving averages and the triple exponential moving average or TEMA. And then it just tells me where it's going to go. I'm like, okay, it's going to go down. Let me see why it's going to go down. Maybe it's just traders selling their shares after they got their profit. Or maybe, let's say, for example, company B did something pretty bad, which we'll talk about that kind of research much, much later. Now, Bollinger Bands. Now, Bollinger Bands are a little more complex. So they have upper bands and lower bands which are one standard deviation above and below the prices. And in the middle, you have something called the period SMA, which stands for simple moving average, which you can change the period for, just like with all moving averages. So the purpose of the Bollinger Bands are to locate periods of overbought and oversold patterns in the stock's chart. If the price crosses the top band, it signals a sell signal due to it being overbought and buy signal if it's been oversold when it crosses through the bottom band in other words yeah now i'm going to call them the bbs so the bbs are reliable only when you combine them with another indicator that can determine where the price is going and for the bbs i use the relative strength index but before i get into the RSI, I'm going to go ahead and explain what the RSI, how it's actually calculated, because it's very interesting. So there's two steps. And usually we use step two, because step one is usually completed always because it, it just works. So step two of the RSI is 100 minus parentheses 100 divided by one plus the previous average gain times 13, which is your period, plus the current gain, and then the previous average loss times 13, and once again, 13-day period, plus current loss. Now, you probably don't get that, but the relative strength index, or RSI, is also used to measure overbought and oversold patterns, but done differently, obviously. You can find this information on Investopedia or other stock market education sites because that's where I got some of my information. So it measures the momentum of the trades through measuring the speed of the price change. So I'm going to say the first calculation, the step one, which is 100 minus parentheses, 100 divided by one plus average gain divided by average loss. So the average gain or loss is the average percentage gain or loss of a stock's price during a period that is usually defaulted at 14 days. Once there are 14 periods of data available, that's when the second calculation can be used. And the reason why I said step one we can usually skip is because if you have 14 days or above for your period, then you can immediately just go to the step two. You don't have to worry about step one because there will be enough data points from the step one that it'll already give you. Now these calculations, I just set upon you. You don't have to use them. Once again, the computer does it for you. That's why I said at the very beginning, we have technology that can do this stuff for us. So it's very easy. All we have to do is look at a picture. So what the largest takeaway is, is that there's an overbought line and an oversold line. The data points found using the calculation with 
plot a graph beneath the stock chart showing the momentum of the price changes. When the graph crosses the overbought line, which is usually at 0.7, I believe, momentum, you usually want to sell. When it crosses the oversold line, it's a buy signal, which is usually at 0.3. Now, I use this strategy, well, not strategy, indicator, the RSI, with the Bollinger Bands because it essentially does the same thing, but it uses different calculations. If the if the price, if the chart crosses through the top Bollinger Band and it also you see the momentum cross the over bot line on the RSI using both of those usually indicate that it's going to go back down and it's very useful because I have two indicators telling me the same thing now every now and then while using the strategy these indicators will indicate different things so once again if you want to be an investor technical analysis is only one of the things you can use and it being the only thing you use is typically not the best idea to use. So the fourth thing we will get into is the moving average convergence divergence or MACD. Now, in my opinion, this is one of the most useful indicators out there. And before I explain the point of it, let me go ahead and describe its anatomy. So this is zero line. And you can imagine this as like a like a number line. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and draw it on my piece of paper here. So hopefully you're, you'll be able to see it from where I'm sitting. So you have your zero line. And on it's, it's just like straight in the middle. So along this zero line are histograms. So by histograms, they're like little like little bar charts, and it's used to measure momentum. So MACD also measures momentum. And if the histogram bars are increasing in longevity, meaning they're getting less short and stubby and getting longer and longer and skinnier, there's more momentum. So I'm going to go ahead and picture a positive momentum. So it's getting short, taller, 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 and taller. And these are green. When they're above the zero line, it's green. When it's below the zero line, it's red. So if it's green, it's positive momentum. Red, negative momentum. And over this zero line in histograms, there is what's called a signal line and an MACD line. Now, the purpose of these lines is to indicate when to buy or sell your shares. When these signals typically occur when the MACD crosses the signal. So I'm going to go ahead and just finish drawing some histograms. And then I'm just going to draw a signal line, which just goes right over the number line in histogram and then an MACD line. Okay, so based on this here, hopefully you'll be able to see it. So that's how it looks like. You have your signal line, your MACD line. They look like the sine curves. And then you have your number line or your zero line, and you have your little histograms. Okay. So the main thing 
about this indicator is, of course, when to buy and sell. When the MACD line crosses from underneath the signal line below the zero line, this is a strong buy signal. So your signal line's here. Actually, your signal line is doing this. I, I can't do it. So signal line's here. MACD line is coming up from here. So it crosses through here. That's your buy signal. Now, you only want to interpret this as a buy signal if this cross is below the zero line. So if you were to maybe just rewind to when I showed you the picture, this, the first trough that shows the MACD line is crossing from below the signal line, below the zero line, which therefore indicates a buy signal. You see that uptrend following. And then when the MACD line crosses the signal line from above, then that indicates a downtrend, which means you want to get out or you just want to sell. Now, this strategy works very well. However, it doesn't always work, just like all indicators, right? So once again, I combine different indicators. So with the MACD, I combine it with a 200 day moving average. Now, I forget where I learned this from. So unfortunately, I can't really give credit to whoever said this before me, but I'll go ahead and say it. When you get a signal, a buy signal from an MACD, meaning the MACD line crosses the signal line from below the signal line, below the zero line, you only want to really get in when at the same time, your 200 day moving average is showing that your chart is in an uptrend, meaning that your MACD is indicating that this, the stock is, in, is going to enter an uptrend and that the 200 day moving average is also showing you that it's in an uptrend because sometimes the MACD will give you a signal, but it won't always carry out. So you could get in, but unfortunately it might just still go down and down and down below the zero line. And then you just start to lose money. So pretty much the 200 day moving average is a confirmation tool when it comes to the MACD. So there are two strategies that I, no, three strategies actually that combine two different indicators. So a word of, of advice when you're doing technical analysis and using indicators, make sure to use multiple that kind of do the same thing and that can confirm the same message that one of them initially was trying to portray. So then you can make the best trading decisions possible. But once again, you can only make the best trading decisions if you have even more research and even more knowledge on the company itself. But before we get into that type of research, I'm going to go ahead and just use a grand example, just like I did with the last video, just a grand example to kind of explain everything that I just said. And in this grand example, I'm going to be using the MACD and the 200 day moving average strategies. So you see company A, the shirt company, the very first company we ever mentioned, and you don't know whether or not to buy. So you go into your chosen chart software, for example, trading view, once again, and you type in company A's stock symbol CA. Now you decide to use the MACD and 200 day moving average strategy. You see the 200 day moving average is below the chart and the histograms on the zero line are green and gaining momentum. You wait until the MACD line crosses the signal line from down up. And once this happened, you buy your shares. 
or you buy a call option that you would sell when the MACD crosses from above the signal down and this cross happens above the zero line in a downtrend when the 200 day moving average is above the chart. Does that kind of make sense? So once again, 200 day moving average is below the chart in an uptrend above the chart and downtrend. And then your MACD will indicate the, the future trajectory of the stock. And then you can use that to just basically make your trades work best for you. And using this is all useful. However, imagine company A's stock keeps going down despite the strong buy signals, despite the combined indicators. Now, why would this happen? This means that the actual company itself isn't doing well. And this brings us to what I was teasing for probably the past, what is it, 30 minutes? This brings us to fundamental analysis. Now, at the beginning of the episode, I mentioned that there was a boring one and a fun one. And this is the boring one because this is the hard, long, time-consuming one. And Warren Buffett himself said that investing is boring because this is the strategy he uses when it comes to getting his investments, which could kind of give you the idea that, okay, this one's quite useful because pretty much the best investor to ever exist in the world uses it and he continues to use it. Now, if you are planning to be a day trader, good luck to you because this really doesn't apply to you. You're not going to be researching stocks and all. You're just going to be riding waves and getting out of stocks when they go down. You're just going to get up, get in and out and in and out and in and out throughout the day. So doing fundamental analysis isn't the best thing to do with your time. The best thing to do with your time is placing trades. So once again, I usually hold my positions for a bit longer than just a few hours. So I still use fundamental analysis. And if you're planning on holding positions for a pretty extensive period of time, like maybe a week to a month to a couple months to maybe even years, or if you're planning on being a value investor and just putting your money in a stock and never looking at it again and just keeping it in there forever, then yes, fundamental analysis is 100% for you. So there are specific things we can cover, but I'll start by explaining the actual process and purpose of fundamental analysis. So what you are doing is you're reading about the company. You're trying to understand what the company is selling, how they are doing it, and whether or not you believe what they are selling and what their products are, are profitable. If you don't buy from them, then maybe you should not buy their stock. And it also requires a lot of reading. For like, for example, if you see Coca-Cola pretty much everywhere in every corner, maybe you want to put your money in Coca-Cola. That's the kind of idea behind fundamental analysis. Well, technical analysis is I see any stock is going up and down and up and down. If I just get in on the low, goes way up high based on whatever indicator I use, and then the indicator says get out, I get out. And it's just it's that kind of strategy. But fundamental analysis is, okay, what is the company like? doesn't matter what the chart and all that stuff is like. The company is the biggest factor when it comes to research. What are they doing and how are they doing? And how would that affect the amount of money they're making, which would affect the price on their, st on their stock? Now, here are some ways to get started. 
that you would see if you were to look up the stock maybe on Google Finance, Yahoo Finance, or through whatever brokerage you're using, or any type of chart software that they have online, like TradingView. There's a PE ratio, earnings reports, dividends, income statements, and overall scrutinizing the company, which is just like a separate thing. There's no, no really definition to it. I'll just explain it. So the PE ratio stands for price to earnings ratio. The purpose of the PE ratio is to measure how much the company is making compared to the price of the stock. If the PE ratio of a stock is high and high is usually considered higher than 15 or 20, then the stock is overvalued. Essentially, the stock shouldn't be worth that much and isn't a good long-term investment. If you were to look at Nvidia, for example, their PE ratio is way too high for me to even think about putting my money in there. Because what it tells me is that people keep riding the wave, they keep putting money in it, money in it, money in it. But then, out of nowhere, NVIDIA will prove that the price isn't worth it, and they will show us that, hey, we're actually not doing as well to be worth over $260 per share, because we're only making X amount of money throughout the last few quarters. And that... And those earnings reports, which will end up becoming more and more disappointing because people will start having higher estimates based on the price growth, will end up causing people to get out, which will make this stock fall back down again. To me, I see it as Bitcoin. It's the same thing. It just, like, just shoots up. People don't really know what they're doing. They're just riding the wave. And whoever was lucky enough to get it early is rich. So that's really all it is. If you look on CNBC, all these people saying buy NVIDIA, it's because they got in it early. They're making a lot of money. They want to make more money. So they're just telling you to buy more, which is why I just don't trust those people. I believe it was Benjamin Graham that called them talking heads. They just talk about a stock because they put their money in it and now they want people to buy it so they can make money. But enough dissing CNBC reporters. The second thing that was just listed was the earnings report. Now, companies report their earnings every quarter, meaning every three months, they, re they report the amounts they made in those last three months. Each earnings quarter has an expected amount that the company is pressured to either meet or exceed by the end of that quarter. If the company does not meet this estimated earning, they are doing something wrong and you should refrain from buying more stock. They are, which... And by refrain, I mean like before you put more money in it, try and do some research. Okay, why aren't they making as much money as they're expected to based on what their prices, their, their stock's price is worth and based on pretty much their entire company history. Okay, what is it that they're doing that isn't getting them enough money? Like for example, and this is a real example, Walmart spent, I believe, over $300 million on a clothing, on a men's clothing brand. It starts with a B, forgot what it's really called, but they spent over $300 million to buy that company to sell it in their stores and nobody was buying them. So then what they ended up doing is they said, okay, nobody's buying this, let's sell it. And they only sold it for $17 million, which means they pretty much lost two over like $200 million over that one company which is insane. So obviously their income statement or their earnings report will be like, oh crap, we just lost a ton of money. So then Walmart shares will start to go down. And also I believe the VP of marketing resigned because of this. So Walmart's not doing so well. 
So try and if you were thinking about getting Walmart because you're like, oh, Walmart's a big company and you were doing fundamental analysis, just try to look at the news and try to see what's actually going on with the company. So the third thing, dividends. So dividends are essentially what the company pays you in return for your investment of their company. High dividend is usually a good sign because it indicates that the company is making enough money to give cash to its shareholders. That's all dividend really is. It's just an indication that, okay, this company is doing pretty well and has enough money to pay the investors a little bit of an extra percentage. So the last thing before I get into scrutinizing the company are income statements, which I just briefly mentioned before. And this shows how much income is left as profits after subtracting all costs and expenses. If they are poor, it is in your best interest to keep doing research and finding out why the company you are looking at is experiencing deficits in their income instead of just buying it straight away. If you were doing technical analysis and you see really good buy signals, but the company is losing money, like, for example, Walmart, then maybe you should not put your money in there. But of course, if you're a day trader, I don't even know why you're listening to this part of the of the episode. But if you just use technical analysis, you can do that, too. But as a recommendation, do both. Both are useful. So by scrutinizing the company, I mean looking for any headline that has the keywords related to the company you are interested in. For example, this is really sad. So I was interested in the company 3M. You've probably heard of it. It's a big company, which is why I was interested in it. Because I knew it was a Fortune 500 company and that it had many products that many people use. They did well with earnings for quite a bit of time and their PE ratio was very reasonable. I don't know the numbers exactly. But additionally, I did technical analysis and found out that there was a double bottom in the last five years and that the MACD looked like it was just about to cross over the signal line. So I was like, holy shit, this is huge. Big company, sells a ton of stuff, most likely profitable. They have good earnings reports in the last few quarters. Their price to earnings ratio is reasonable. MACD is indicating it's going up. 200-day moving average is showing it could enter an uptrend. There was a double bottom. It was the most, it was just like so many green flags going on. However, I started to lose money, a lot of money. So I was very confused. I kept wondering why I was losing money despite all the green flags I was seeing. But to my detriment, I only looked in the same places I looked before putting my money in the stock. The one place I didn't look was the news. Apparently, the U.S. military is filing a lawsuit against 3M because their earplugs they make for the military and for shooting ranges, etc. don't actually work and are causing hearing damage among the soldiers. In fact, one of my friends, Gavin, who was on this podcast, said that he now has hearing damage in one of his ears because the earplug didn't really work and there was a gunshot right next to him because he was in a shooting range he's not at war or anything and it ended up damaging his hearing and maybe just maybe that was a 3m earplug so that's pretty bad because winning a case against the u.s military is a very hard thing to do and they were already starting to lose money 
they were losing money actually because they've just missed earnings recently so now their stock is keep falling below i don't know how their stock looks now i haven't looked at it in quite a while but i'm glad i got sooner than later so you know lesson learned make sure to do very very close scrutinization you see every type of detail you see with the stock okay it's in this type of position it's doing this right now it's doing that okay what like pretty much what's going on with the company what are they doing that i can know about so then i know whether or not it's a good buy or not so that's the end of it and i'm glad i got to cover so many things in this video if you're still kind of confused and you still are you still have some questions about certain things I mentioned, then please leave a, leave a comment if you're on YouTube or DM me at the Big Mike Podcast on Instagram or tweet me at the Big Mike Pod. Each first letter of each word is capitalized, no spaces. And all those links will be in the description for you to use. And don't forget, if you haven't already, leave a like and share this video with anyone who you know who might be interested in these sorts of topics. And on that note, I will see you guys in the next episode.